0: Guy, you've come to the right place at Better Buddies. Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies. As usual, I'm your host RJ, and with us this week we have Calvin, Hi James, Hello, and returning in John. What? Okay, I'm putting that at the end. Uh, train of thought yeah. just derailed. Gonna put it back on the tracks.
1: You were starting the podcast. I was starting. So it's another but week. We started,
0: so it's another week, and uh, our Better Buddies icebreaker for this week is a simple one. But I think, some at a subconscious level, to all of humanity, an extremely important one, and that is, what is your favorite yeah, way you to consume a potato?
2: i was excited for this
3: one. What I have a ready answer. Is your I, I, favorite I
0: way to consume a potato?
3: And John's That's very excited. James, clean. you
0: said there's a right answer.
3: No, I have, I have a, re- I have a ready answer. I'm just right. thinking about this one. I'm, I'm excited as well. <laughs> Well, uh, I have several story. answers and also a story. Oh, my.
0: Well, let's start with James. James, what's your answer?
3: I would say just American fries, like at a diner. Mm. Um, and that's like the hash browns, you know, but they, it's more like – it's not flakes, but it's like you, – it's, you um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not shredded, but it's cut not shredded cheese sometimes. Yeah, it's not shredded. It's not cubed. It's more – parts of the potato off and then they just cut them up a little bit and then they just throw them on the uh, the grill with like put some oil on them some salt um it's so good i it, I, I love american fries mainly cuz i just love diners okay but that would be my answer <laughs> the diners
0: are the best. my answer is uh french fries uh, particularly oh. when consumed as poutine with some uh, cheese oh. curds and brown gravy over it mm, delicious um <sighs> Calvin, uh, do you have a preferred way to consume potato?
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Google what technically American fries are, because I'm not sure if I'm talking
2: about this. They're like um, little chunks, little wedges. Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess those are American fries. I guess I've always heard them as just called, like, breakfast potatoes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I guess I didn't realize they were all, those were...
3: American yeah. fries. So yeah,
1: I think it would either have to be like American fries, but I like them when they're a little bit smaller and like really kind of crusted over with that hard, out, crunchy outside to them. Um Either that or um if you go to a pub and they have like the homemade house chips, oh. like those, those are usually really good. Like are you, talk, are, great. are you talking about like potato chips or like, yeah. Potato chips chips. And fries. Okay. Not, not the British chips like uh, yeah. potato chips like they have um, they'll have like pub chips and they'll be like usually a little bit thicker than the normal potato chips yeah. made with actual potatoes and they'll be like heavily seasoned those oh, are like a size good. and a half bigger too
3: they're, they're, those
1: are oh a quick side story There's this is placed out by madison i think it's in mount horeb um, it's called the grumpy troll um and it's a like they have like uh i think they're called like grumpy grump chips or whatever and they are <laughs> amazing Nice,
0: and last but not least, John.
2: So I like to eat my potatoes like candy bars. Uh, oh,
3: <laughs> yes, I've <laughs> all born witness
2: to this. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? Just eating a potato? Yeah. yeah.
3: Just eat a raw, raw potato? Uh, Honestly, oh no, yeah. right. this
2: was a baked potato.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, I was. I thought. I thought you meant raw. John, oh. you definitely have eaten a raw potato in front of both RJ and myself, and maybe even tell. When was that? You've bitten into one at least. This was like ages ago. This was maybe in like seventh or eighth grade. I mean, when I believe guys, it. I you I, I you just remember eating a baked
2: potato potato in front of you and your siblings, and then your I mean, sister was like, "You're eating it like a candy bar."
3: <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's it. Then. That's what I. That's what I'm remembering. That yeah, was my story, you, very poorly told. You <laughs> blew their minds. That I remember. They were like, "What?" I was just that's excited what? to eat the potato, man. Dude, it wouldn't be? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a really good way to do it, too, because it's quick and easy.
1: Except, uh, usually, baked potatoes are really hot, so I'd be worried about burning myself. Mm-hmm. It was yeah.
0: hot. You just, uh, you stab with a fork a few times, wrap it in a paper towel, and microwave it. Just That's why they have the baked potato button. Like, like a hot
2: dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, gotta you have steam.
3: to, so it doesn't explode. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You, you gotta make sure it doesn't blow up your whole uh, kitchen. It's an Irish carbon.
0: <laughs> no, it's a drink. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know, but it could be both. It's more Irish if it's potato. What's more Irish, whiskey Irish or potatoes?
0: Uh, both. You can't, you can't separate the two from Ireland.
3: It's uh, like asking what's more, what's
0: more American, eagles or
3: racism? Eagles.
0: <laughs>
3: racism, I mean, it's global. Racism, yeah, we Americans can't be so egotistical that we... Racism. We like, darn try. It's not fair. Oh, oh! I yes, this is true, but uh, it's unfair to everybody else. We gotta give them their shot. You know what would I mean? You say Germany it's... had a pretty good crack at it. James, yeah, James, uh,
0: would you say it's racist uh, to everybody else? Uh,
3: well, I know bad joke. No. It depends, I'm sorry, it's, it's it bad joke. No, it depends where the intent is is coming from your intent that everyone else is so racially inferior that they couldn't be as racist as we are? Like, we do racism <laughs> better than everybody because of some inherent ethnic quality? Or are we just better than, uh, than them at it?
0: I don't know. We're spiraling someplace that I didn't intend to go. So let's move on to a uh, uh,
2: buddy's recommend. Fair enough. Where were I didn't say my potatoes. Oh, do you have yeah, more potatoes?
3: I didn't say his potatoes.
2: Um, <clears throat> I'll keep it brief. You can't beat the good. French fry, although mm. potato wedges are up there. And then that's a tie with baked potatoes.
3: Oh, potato wedges have my heart. They're so Waffle good. Waffle fries are pretty good.
2: Waffle fries oh, are so pretty great. Good. Wedges fried. are a
0: sketchy territory for me. You
2: Why? Your heart, get Why?
0: I just, I don't inherently trust them.
2: I have trust them. well. Luckily, you can't have like raw potato like you have
3: raw meat.
0: Mm. true.
3: That's true. That's true.
0: What do you think about potato wedges, Calvin? Are they uh, worth it or uh, untrustworthy?
3: Like, kind of like
0: steak fry size, like potato wedges. Yeah, yeah. like
1: those. Uh, yeah, um, they can be a little almost like baked potatoy at times, which isn't bad. But like when I'm trying mm. to eat something that's like fried like that, I want the little less like like Soft. a lot of mushy potato on the inside. Mm. Again, not like bad. A little more crisp. I think
3: I they're a little they're... more crisp.
1: I'd rather, if I'm going to have something yeah. like mushy like that, I'd rather just eat a baked potato. So if I want something like fried, I'd rather have more so, a little bit more crunch to it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Buddies recommend, where we recommend a piece of media for everyone else to enjoy. I'm going to kick it off this time, because I think this is a recommendation at least one of the three of you would appreciate. Uh, this week I've been listening to the Not Another D&D podcast, which... I've had queued up for a long time, but just hadn't started, and was very glad to start it because it reminds me a lot of the Adventure Zone, in terms of just being very lighthearted and goofy, that still manages to have those serious moments that make you feel things. Who's it by? It's um, it's by a bunch of the College Humor people. Uh, no way! Yeah, it's four of the oh. College Humor people, but I've never been huge on their, like, I've never huge on their stuff, but yeah. I didn't really, like, I kind of vaguely recognized one of the names going into it. I was like, wait, is that a college humor person?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And just beforehand, I would listened to a Dragon Talk, the official D&D podcast episode with their DM from Not Another D&D Podcast, and he he was, like, doing the interview and being, saying how, like, he was really glad when people would come up and, like, be appreciative of that without realizing he was from College Humor because it was like, hey, it's what you did, not what you're associated with, yeah, which convinced me to, like, give it
3: a try. It's probably, like, a nice feeling and something that's actually kind of rare. Like, you actually have to be kind of a more directed and upfront um, personality, I feel like, to stand out and to have people kind of recognize you, not only for, like you said, like, where you're coming from, but also just your style. Cause it can be difficult in those ensemble casts. Yeah. Um, kind of like SNL to actually like gain any traction outside of like the show. Um,
0: and it's especially yeah. nice to be like, Hey, I care about this thing you made, even if I don't really care for that other thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my recommendation. It's, um, I'm only like 20 episodes in and it's, it's been really enjoyable and they make some changes to like D D for their personal world, such as Crick Elves, which are uh it's Kentucky, but elves. Creek elves? Yeah, they live down by the crick.
3: Oh, that's Greek? awesome. <laughs> like bl- like bluegrass elves, they have like banjos and they float down the rivers on rafts and John, stuff. like that. John, we're not getting
2: into that argument. <laughs> Bro faster the banjos are getting louder. <laughs> wait no <laughs> <laughs> Come
0: here, boy. So, yeah, that's my recommendation this week. Uh, Who would like to go next? By all means, take
3: the uh, metaphorical floor. There we go. It's all mine. Uh, uh, I'm actually... I didn't really know what I was going to recommend. I I was running through a bunch of things um, before, but you talking about College Humor got me thinking. Um, I'm going to recommend just old episodes of College Humor. Um, I really... (laughs) love their stuff i love it a lot um i think there was a definite shift probably five or six years ago where um a lot of their like kind of more mainstay people the people who had been there since like the early days which would have been like 2006 2007 and then through like 2012 2013 they kind of left around that time and uh it's not like you got it's not like, yeah, it got bad. It's just, it just wasn't the same. Um, cause it was just, it's now kind of, it's not really college humor anymore. That's the biggest complaint I've heard is that it's more just kind of like early thirties, late twenties millennial humor, which isn't as like funny or new. Um, I would, I would really just, for anyone who either watched, I mean, I used to watch old college humor, like I used to watch them all the fucking time in high school and even in like later parts of middle school. And I think they're awesome. Um, I think it's, it was a really great, like unique little show that they had for a while. I think they had a lot of really talented people and a lot of them are actually writing for like John Oliver and John Stewart and Colbert and SNL. And like, so they did go on to do like other stuff. Um, yeah. But for what they had during it, they managed to just, it was kind of lightning in a bottle. They managed to make something like, Really kind of cool. Um, That was back in the days of the internet where it was like... The Wild West. Yeah, and it it felt like, wow, this is cool. Like, even though these guys are 10 years older than me, it feels like I could do this too. And it still felt grassroots while, like, you knew that, you know, obviously these are, like, young, early to um, mid-20-somethings. But there was still this really... As
0: they mm aged and kind of upped their production value, it still felt grassroots
3: yeah yeah that's a that's a good way of putting it when they had their more like original kind of group there it still managed to maintain that college feel that it was really just a bunch of people who kind of know each other through schools and stuff like that and then just kind of came together in New York office and it really reminds me of like the early like the 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 early days of RT shorts yeah um except a little more like uh a little less like uh, goofy, but like, there's there's some really like sharp humor embedded in there, and there's some really funny stuff. So I I just recommend like
0: early college, really humor.
3: any early college humor. That's what I would say.
0: Okay, uh, John or Calvin, who would like to go next? While the
3: uh, other, I got one. Oh, you
0: got one. Excellent. Um,
3: well,
1: I got I got two. Uh, that's fine. One's really quick. Um, but uh, the first one is uh. I posted an article earlier that RJ, you, I believe you saw that. So yes, I recommend it uh, the article. Calvin and Hobbes comics, just in general. I saw that there was an article on what was that Polygon? Yeah, it was
0: on Polygon. Yep.
1: Um, <sighs> and they were equating um, Calvin and Hobbes like lessons to lessons we can learn in quarantine and stuff, and it was just a really cool article. So I would recommend all of the Calvin and Hobbes comics, um, but then the my other recommendation is, James, you'll have to help me on the names, um, that comedy special thing that we watched last night. Middle
3: Ditch and Schwartz. So oh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Schwartz.
1: They have mm-hmm. a new thing on Netflix. It's a three-episode improv show, and it. The, we, uh, James and I watched the first episode last night, and it was hilarious. Oh, I am so
0: glad to hear mm-hmm. that, because I've been meaning to watch that. I've been, like, waiting for it to drop.
1: i I highly highly recommend i'm not i hate audience interaction uh, especially with comedy shows um and the first like five minutes of it is like audience interaction but it's basically them just getting a plot line for their improv and then they just for the remaining like 40 minutes they just improv an entire thing and it's hilarious
0: that's awesome it's
1: awesome
3: it's it's really good. I guess for anyone who doesn't know like the names, like and can't put a name to the face, of the name or whatever, you, most people know Middle Ditch, Thomas Middle Ditch from Silicon Valley. He's the main character, and then so obviously the guy. Uh, he is the Verizon guy. Yes, yeah, that's him too. Um, I forgot that he did those commercials. Yeah, he did. Um, And then Ben and then Schwartz Schwartz obviously, I think,
0: was a uh, Parks and Recreation, um, John, John, John Ralphio, John Ralphio.
3: Yeah, they, they were both oh. also, like, old – they were part of – in and out of old College Humor stuff as well. They're, oh, they're really? great. I, I'm i not going to lie. When Cal put it on, I was a little reticent because I was like, I don't know if this is going to be, like – that can be hard. It can be really hard to maintain, like, yeah. energy in an improv show for, like – it's, like, almost an hour long, Well, just insane.
0: Like, when I saw that that was going to happen, the way I understood it was that those guys were friends – and mm-hmm. just based on at least what I'd seen with, um, uh, Schwartz Ben Schwartz, he already just brings a lot of energy to his stuff. So if he's got mm-hmm. someone to feed off of and like pick up the slack, I thought it was I was really hopeful. So I'm glad to hear it's good. Also Calvin, yeah, um,
3: yeah.
0: that Calvin and Hobbes article you're talking about on Polygon, I was really impressed that like near the end, the author made it a point what? to say we do not want. Um, wa- Bill Watterson to come back. Don't ask him to come back. Well, well, me, he, yeah, him. he
1: kind of had this like thing where he was like, "Oh, hey, if you see Bill, like, tell him this. Maybe stay six feet apart. Actually, ten feet apart." And then he was like, "Actually, just leave him the heck alone." Yeah, <laughs> because because so many people try and like track him down and stuff, which is kind of understandable because he was a big part of many people's childhood, and like it that that comic was a. Big source of inspiration for a lot of people and um, stuff like that. So people want to meet that guy, but that's just not who he is. And he just wants to be left alone, which I can respect.
0: And that's one of the things I just thought was really touching about the article is them saying, like, if you see him, say, like, thanks, but also, like, don't go looking for him, leave
3: him alone. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, And, John, uh, what would you like to recommend –
2: um, so I've been on, a, a huge Star Wars kick this year, or at least the past couple months. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I would recommend both the Clone Wars and Rebels. Oh. Rebels is a lot better than I expected it to be. Is it? And, uh, yeah. And, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Phenomenal, phenomenal game that I just got around to playing. Is
1: Probably it? I've been, I, I, I've been thinking about picking it up for a while. So basically since it came out. Oh, it's so good. It makes it. What is so it? good.
3: What, when does it take place? Like, why? Well, I've heard about it. I just don't know what it's about or uh, like where it's supposed to actually occur place. in the canon.
2: So it's five years after Revenge of the Sith.
3: Okay, uh, okay. as a
2: oh, as a guy who was a Padawan during Order sixty six.
1: So it, you it's, see him in the, you see him in one of the episode the final episodes of the new Clone Wars. Oh, you really? do. He's a hologram. Hmm. Oh, that's cool.
3: Is it kind of like a um? Fuck. What was it? What was the. What was the other uh, game that came out like ten years ago about Force the, unleashed. The it's not Force unleashed. unleashed. Is okay, it's Not that. Uh, uh, so Force uh, unleashed. unleashed was
1: great, though.
0: Force unleashed was mm-hmm. great. Force unleashed. You were the son of a Jedi who escaped, and you were super force sensitive. That's why the Empire scooped you up to train you.
2: Yeah, and that's and a little later in the story. Stuff.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not like, canon anymore. No. Yeah. It should be.
1: What, what is, I, I, Not that, it, not that it ever really kind of was. <laughs> yeah. It was like, didn't
2: mm. you like kill Vader in one of the endings? Uh,
1: um, yeah, yeah. That's, unfortunately, yeah. two kind of went off the off the rails. Um, unfortunately,
2: two didn't you like kill Luke on Hoth?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that was like a mission. I don't know if it was part of the story mission stuff, but that was like a thing you could do, and you were like a clone of the first guy, and it was like this whole thing of what are you good or evil. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I played the first one on PSP, and I already loved that,
2: but, yeah I, yeah, I just remember the second one. But, yeah, um, Force Unleashed is very good. It's very, it's like a, a Metroidvania, but 3D, so you, like, okay. gradually Do unlock things to go mean along. mean
3: the new one? Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, or Fallen is, or... Order. You said Force oh, Unleashed. You said Force, you said Force Unleashed. Unleashed. Oh, I totally <laughs> was
2: with you, John. I was totally with you. I knew I'll it was <laughs> <Fallen Order.
3: laughs>
2: Yeah, so that's cool. Kind of Dark Souls, kind of Metroidvania.
1: Yeah, so I heard it had some sort of, like, kind of Dark Souls feel to it.
2: So, it it's really just, um, like, rhythmic combat. Ah, okay. that's Well, that and, like, Connect, so the good world-building parts of Dark Souls, too.
3: What is what is uh, rhythmic combat? What does that mean? Just, like, you how... Play while you play drums attacks and... <laughs> okay. So, uh, it... a real
2: okay.
0: simple explanation, James, is, you know how, like, Music it can be on like four four or three four. If you're fight, particularly with like boss fights in Dark Souls games, it'll be like one attack, two attack, three attack, rest. One attack, two attack, three attack, rest. That's a really okay, basic yeah. version, but it follows these like basically musical patterns that you can. So it's follow along, and if you follow it correctly, you'll never get hit and get your hits in.
3: Is it like a mediated version then of like the combat system in like uh, like the Arkham games? Or is that, is that not no. analogous? No,
0: Arkham's
2: more of a beat-em-up. Okay.
3: okay. The Force Leech can be... Or, no, wow, there I go again. <laughs> Fallen
2: Order <Immortus laughs> can be a beat-em-up, when you get a pretty powerful... Okay. Player. You don't really have to care, but most of the challenge is learning the patterns for the first time. Okay. And then that, learning how to adapt new patterns.
3: That's a cool mechanic.
2: Yeah, so...
0: I keep um, saying I'll have to pick that game up, and now I I have more dude, of a reason you know,
2: to. It was on sale... Um, so I got it for thirty five bucks right around Star Wars Day. I played it on PS4. Nice. Well,
1: that's what I'd probably pick it up on.
2: Yeah, it's a little framey, so I wouldn't get it on PC. Yeah, but oh, there's so many cool moments too. Just just play the game. Play the it's game. only like fifteen <laughs> hours long. That's oh, good.
1: Yes, yeah, that's just solid. Sounds-
0: solid solid game.
1: Oh, uh, speaking of PS4 game, are we done with our? Yeah, rec- we're games? we're done with that segment. <clears> or <throat> recommend? Um, speaking of PS4 games, I picked up uh, Sekiro again. Um, nice i uh finally made it to like this one part and i had just given up back in like november i think was the last time i had played and there was just this like mini boss that i was just not getting past so i picked it up like uh yesterday or the day before and i sat down and killed it one first try
2: first try (laughs) yeah
1: it was pretty great um, and then I found a boss and I had to get through that and I got through that boss and I progressed the campaign a little ways and now I'm on, uh, another really intense boss that's, uh, it's going to suck. It's a the big ape? It's Owl. Okay.
0: Um, isn't that a thing though, that like, if you come across a problem like that and you keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, it's actually like productive to drop it and walk away for a while because your brain can oh, just yeah. kind of process and then you'll come back yeah. technically like better at it.
2: There's also like tilting when and getting frustrated at a problem.
3: Yeah. When you keep going at it and at it. That's how they tell you to uh, try and take care of writer's block, actually. They just say that if you're working on like a specific part of whatever you're writing and uh, you just can't crack that nut, that you're supposed to walk away for like from your desk for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes and just kind of go deco- do something else.
0: That's what I did when I was on um, uh, for one well, of the yeah, D&D sessions. Calvin, uh, what? I think for that last campaign you were in, I think it was, like, session three? Session three or session four, I was just feeling burned out, so I spent a weekend and just played video games. And after that weekend was, like, my heart was back into it. Definitely works.
3: Uh, I've got a random question. I've got a random question. Us. Them. Do you, do, do you guys, so mentioning Dark Souls, this is, like, very, very in the highest order, tangentially related to Dark Souls, but do you think, um, because the Dark Souls, like, philosophy is, you take someone, drop them into a game, and they figure out the rules, like, as they go. Um, oh, Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, and so as they, as they get going, like, they discover more, they fall down on their face more, like, they basically figure out, like, where the factions are, where they should go, uh, where they yeah. can go, where they shouldn't. So they fall so uh, they
0: can get back up.
3: Yeah, they let you go anywhere. Like they don't block
1: you from doing anything. It's just the enemies there may just one shot you and that'll block you from
3: going there. Do you think the internet should be run like that?
0: Well, how do you what? (laughs)
3: Like you die? It already is. No, not like you die. No, (laughs) no. But like less like instantiated, like do you I would almost love it if every ten years the internet reset wiped everything off. And then uh, you and then you start fresh. And you draw you you load like an old save basically. uh, Or or like a new save or whatever just roll back the internet every 10 years. Or get 90s internet again. Let's not even in terms of like outdated tech, but just a new look, new new sites, like everything all the old shit's gone. All your your profiles, your anything you didn't screenshot, save, download, whatever is it's it's wiped. And then and then every 10 years you start everyone starts on a new uh, internet. No
2: rule. I feel like we would lose a lot of knowledge as, a, a, of as a, knowledge a global society.
3: I think, like...
0: There's also the uh, thing you, that, like... But, yeah. There's already basically no, quote-unquote, rules of the internet when you throw somebody out for the first time. They have to, like, wander around and be like, okay, this is this site. Oh, don't go here. People are telling me to do this. Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Just because... Can't feel, you leave notes in Dark Souls? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, see... And that's that's the thing is I guess like I'd amend it to say like certain Certain what? Reset no, social media every ten years. Yeah, or like just get rid of it. Just like like they come up with something new or like they, they wipe it, they cycle it out, like give you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit takes a year off, and then they come back and it's like
0: So you're saying fresh. Brand new You're saying we need Napster like, 2 electric boogaloo.
3: Something like that, honestly. Um I, I I just feel like I feel like it's unfortunate. I feel like the internet has like a lot to offer. I feel like right now, and this is something that's being talked about more. That's just more and more dominated by um, just large, not not even corporations. Just like people's habits, where they think it seems like people really only use the internet mostly for. If you look at the statistics, it's mostly for social media and then like streaming. Well, uh, which obviously I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying like that's wrong. I'm just saying like, I feel like if maybe people, it's, it's like a habit thing. And if you shook them out of it, like it could be like, oh, there's actually more to this that no. And then at least they know, I feel like a lot of people don't get that experience because they're not directed towards it. And I'm not saying, like, you should direct people, like, one way or another, but that's what social media kind of does anyway. Well, that's the problem, Um, isn't
0: it? It used to be the Wild West of, like, you go anywhere, do anything, you don't know what you're going to come across, maybe it's good, maybe it's a horrendous virus, and it's on your head what happens to you.
2: I think that's a bigger factor than we're giving it credit for. Like, so much of the internet is a minefield of spyware and viruses and everything, and Social media is kind of the hub where you can pretty much assume most things linked there are safe. So it's like your place to go to find anywhere else.
0: That's it's that's a good point. It's the oasis. That's a really good point. the the town with walls with the dangerous wilderness around it.
3: Just I feel like it's it's kind of the equivalent of like you have the entirety of the Library of Alexandria. I know this is like an, an analogy that's been made countless times, but you have the entirety of the Library of Alexandria. You're in it. It's at your disposal. It's all there, and it's called but, Wikipedia. But you spend well, and a number <laughs> of other things. But you you spend all your time in the magazine section because it's the only section that's lit really, really well. You know, like I feel like there's a lot of stuff that people are missing out on. Not and not even yeah. like oh, people are dumb, people are sheep, but like just like they're just not being, they're just not being like given that opportunity to explore.
0: Yeah, just the idea that we should reset the internet or that it used to be a wasteland, wild west, Mad Max, Fury Road style place and now <laughs> I mean
1: it's, it's still it still is. It's just there's a the most the most places that most people go to aren't those anymore because people dealt with that and then they were like I don't want this, I want structure. So they built structure and then they live there. It's the same reason the world isn't Wild West Mad Max anymore. That's we true. dealt with that. We decided it sucks and built
3: structure and civilization. I feel like it's not even like it, I feel like it's now what the what the modern internet is more akin to in structure is more like a Victorian London where it's like yeah. it's nice on top, but there's these really grimy and interesting yeah, sections like down at the bottom. Yeah, like and so, I just think it's unfortunate. Because I, I, just feel like I, it's, it again. There's, there's a lot out there for people to kind of experience and look through. And it, it, it I understand like most people, they, they just the internet is not like a new experience. It's just like it's literally just a, a basically another television channel. It's where they go to get their to YouTube and it's Netflix. And,
0: so what you're saying is, yeah. is, at some point, we're gonna have a internet world war
3: honestly uh yeah because there's i think there's two competing factions on the internet i think it's it's the people who use the internet um just for like the more kind of salient uh like you know like i said like social media netflix that makes up the the most uh, the bulk of their use and then there's another faction who uses it for entirely different purposes not you know which it doesn't make one section right or wrong but i think the issue is that because the former is more in the mainstream that they're going to start dictating rules that the latter d- is going to affect the latter negatively. Um, like certain net neutrality things will affect streaming platforms far less than more independent-run sites and things like that. Um, I think turning the internet into just another cable news network is isn't beneficial to anybody. Okay, but I get.
2: Yeah. The, the the thing about resetting the internet every ten years too is it kind of does that through evolution anyway
3: yeah, yeah, yeah you're right it's 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 kind of nuts that it really is like if you went back you know to twenty ten you know, may third twenty ten it'd be it'd be totally different, like absolutely fundamentally different um but it-
1: what what if instead of resetting the internet every ten years, we just came out with a new internet? Internet two internet.
2: Oh. It's like a new that, version of JavaScript. That would be interesting.
3: <laughs> that that would be kind of cool. I'd be interested to see like how you would even go about that. Um, well, like it's just building a matter of networks,
0: isn't it? It's uh, in server bases, so you just build these servers that on a completely can different network on a different network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that that would be the only issue is like it like how do you how would you literally yeah, in order to build a new happen. internet you'd have to build a new network or could you just it'd be in reformat it somehow I have no idea how any of that so, stuff works so Yeah, well, let's reformat the, uh, the internet.
2: <laughs> I think the first real life example of something like that that we're going to see is like some sort of interplanetary network. Like if no. one day oh. we colonize Mars, they're gonna have to That's set a up good point. an internet there.
3: Yeah, because there there would probably be an intra system network for mainly probably for like communication, like between ships and like, like merchant ships, warships to stations, things like that. But then there would definitely have to be like a Martian internet that would yeah. be the Martian probably disconnected interface. MCI. Coin it. Copyright it now. T M TMTM.
2: Uh, I am I was going to say, are we moving off this topic? Because oh. there's something else I want to talk about in regards to the internet.
3: Oh, please mm-hmm.
0: continue.
2: So, like, 10 years ago, we didn't really have the big giants we had today. But how do we know they're not going to stay around? You no. Know? Well. How do we know Netflix isn't going to be big for the next 100 years?
3: That's the question, right? Because, um, I mean, you're going to have a lot of these cable networks like uh, CBS, ABC, Fox, all of them who have um, been around, I mean, in t- you know, 30, 20 odd years, you'll have them have been around for 100 years in the, the first century, like centurion uh, cable networks, which Fox is kind of insane to think about. Um, uh, the, a lot of them, well, the, the difficulty with the cable networks, especially the big three, is that a lot of them were formed out of like smaller subsidiaries that yeah. they kind of just like glommed onto and then just ate. Um, like they cannibalized, and uh, they—they're like bull sharks. They just eat their their siblings in the womb. Um, and uh, a lot of those networks have have a basis in probably the mid to late '30s, I think, um, around the advent of like when radio was. Popular, but starting to wane because television was becoming a bigger medium for broadcasting, especially film. Well, yeah, um, but television
0: originally only had the four channels: PBS, CBS, NBC, and mm-hmm. ABC.
3: I want to. Let me see when CBS was actually founded. um the Columbia Broadcasting. Holy stuff. shit! September eighteenth, nineteen twenty-seven. Seven years from now, it will. It will be. And NBC was nineteen twenty-six. ABC was 1943, but that's because it was like a conglomerate and CBS sports was 1955.
2: Apparently the first electronic television was 1927 as well. Jesus Christ. Um, They just got right on that.
3: uh, That's, that's insane. Um, That's, that's actually insane that, I mean, in less than a decade, we're going to, we're like, we'll see it. And granted, like you can definitely make the argument that uh, those networks are dying. In some way or another, they, I mean, they, the BBC is over hundred years old now. Yay, the BBC! It's true. They must be. They when did that even get started? That uh, that probably radio,
1: 19... was... right? Yeah, uh, I guess BBC as in oh no, it's BBC News. I just want BBC. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Two more years, 1990 oh. or 1922.
0: Still, that's pretty soon.
3: That is really soon. Yeah. Um... Wow, no, it's it's kind of nuts. I mean, I do think actually, I, I think I I could definitely see Netflix, Hulu. Um, I think they're essentially almost going to be kind of possessed by like the ghosts of the big three. I think they're just going to be like Trojan horses for essentially the same format, well, what, just updated was. for the internet.
0: Hulu was a yeah, Hulu. conglomerized direct response to Netflix by Disney, Fox, um, and NBC. And NBC, yeah.
3: Shit, I didn't know that. I thought they were just a separate private company. Nope. And now Disney um, owns it. Woo! Yeah, now Disney Jesus. owns
0: the majority the vast
3: majority of Hulu. Jesus Christ! No, I mean, so yeah, so there. I mean, I think Netflix probably has the best chance to be something new and different, just because it is, by and large, a, a a almost just entirely a, a byproduct of the internet, um, at least in its current form. But it really depends because they, they like all social media sites, or most internet companies are running at a huge deficit. Yeah. They do not make a lot of money, um, which is why they literally kind of have to keep pumping out shows because they, they need like it, – it's kind of like a self-defeating cycle in a way unless they start to actually turn genuine profit yeah. because – it's it puts them in a the hole to make shows, but the only way they make money is by making more shows, which puts them in the hole even more. And it's so, like, it's a good point. You know, it,
2: it might just sell my truck.
3: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's why, like, obviously people will go to ad revenue because, you know, that way you have a, a third leg kind of stand on. Um,
0: well, that's kind of f- the problem what they're in right stuff. now is the streaming wars that yeah. it's before Netflix didn't have to worry about it too much. They could kind of yeah, they had to invest more, they weren't doing great, but it wasn't as big of a gap as it is now compared to then. That, like, nowadays they have to put so much more money and effort into creating these new original shows because they have to compete with Hulu, Disney+, HBO Go, HBO Max, the Warner Brothers thing that Warner is doing, Apple TV, Peacock, and... What? <laughs> you ever, yeah, you ever heard of Peacock? Yeah, Peacock and... NBC's
3: proprietary streaming uh, service. That makes sense.
0: Which is going to fail. They can't support it.
3: I honestly think almost all those are going to fail except for uh, Netflix, Hulu, and I. Disney Plus is just going to be around, but I don't think it's... Unless they really come up with some good original programming, which they just don't really need to. There's no financial incentive for them to do it yet. because um, They have such an enormous back catalog. That's, that's true.
2: They have been uh, making some pretty good stuff, like the last season of Clone Wars and The Mandalorian, back on Star
0: Wars. That's well, that's, that's part of the true. problem right I've
2: now, heard, though, I've, is they're putting yeah. out those good, like
0: Clone Wars was good, Mandalorian was good. They have the Marvel shows that are coming, which people hope will be good. But in between that, they haven't had anything for anybody no. else who's oh. not a Star Wars fan.
3: And that's the well, big, that's it, well, I, I think big they're big their big issue right now i feel like is probably that they've taken two big knocks in the past year alone which was the conclusion of the marvel franchise because say what you want like i admire what they did i really that do. that chapter is from, closed from, yeah it's it's done i mean you're not going to recover that momentum you just can't especially with all this shit going on you're it's just not feasible not right now and what they need, I mean, again, it's like, it's like the Netflix system just blown up to global proportions where they need to keep making those types of movies because those movies pay for not just other movies, but they pay all the overhead. Well, but they also the have things now,
0: like merchandising, which normally that's tr- yes. is fine. They've got the parks. It's You're right that it's a close race, but usually they're ahead of it. It's mm-hmm. with the shutdown that has caused them to jump into the hole because they're – they yeah. don't have a huge margin of error.
3: I I feel like the other big knock they kind of took was just the fact that their Star Wars purchase fucking imploded. Um yeah. like, <laughs> like totally just blew up in their face. And and that no one it it's on them. Like like you can you can be like, well, audiences just didn't respond. No, you made shitty movies that were essentially quick cash grabs, and people saw them. Media. Yeah, and then you try to backpedal and be like, well, actually, it's because everyone's this and that, and they're just not seeing the hidden genius behind it. It's like, no, you made no, cynical... No, you made a
0: second movie that actively tried to destroy the first one. Why would you do that?
3: Yeah, like, and it's like, I'm, I'm fine with, like, I, I, I'm totally fine with them wanting to remake, or not remake, but, like, you know... Do something reduce... new.
0: Like, you're fine with them wanting to do something new, but
3: make it good. <laughs> they just they just didn't. And then when they realized pretty early on in like 2015 that, you know, Force Awakens was a big hit, but it, you know, it made a lot of money. But the audience reaction was pretty lukewarm, which is not what they wanted. They wanted people to go fucking ballistic for that movie. They wanted it. They wanted J.J. Abrams to be like the new George Lucas, the great kid on the block. That didn't fucking happen.
0: They wanted an end game and, and levels then, of money they, and excitement over it
3: yeah and i think they just fucking they dropped their they dropped their balls they 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 lost their wits entirely and i i think there were some interesting decisions that were made with episode eight like say what you want there's it's at least it's interesting um and i, I think that's the thing is like those movies are train wrecks each in their own special individual way but but <laughs> There's are some redeeming qualities. Like there, there are genuinely some. There are ideas and concepts and little scenes in each one of those movies I really do like. Yeah. But it's just like they just hop from bit to bit to bit. It was like they couldn't get a single foothold and they were just scrambling to find something. And they just couldn't do it. And they they started off on bad footing because they fucking bulldozed the entire EU. So they already had the main fan base of 30 years pissed at them. But for for something that could have easily been avoided, Uh, they could have just kept it. But of course that would mean like doing more work on the legal and financial end, which they don't want to fucking do. So they're just like, fuck it, like throw it all out. Who cares? And it just damages their reputation and arguably the revenue stream in the process.
0: And it's not so much that they like threw it out. It's that they threw it out and that said, don't use any ideas from this.
3: Yes. Yeah. That was the other thing that they kind of, i don't i I understand where the sentiment was coming from where they really wanted to make it a different feel but i i think they they struck a really odd condescending patronizing tone where it's like well we're just different like fuck everyone else like we're gonna make this great thing and blah 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 and it's like you didn't you You just didn't yeah and and that's not to say like i'm not knocking i i think it's completely the fault of management I'm not no, knocking any of the actors. It's the not Abrams. It's not writers. any of the
0: actors. It's not any of the no. writer, writers. It's the management looking at it and saying, well, this is our thing. We're going to make it our thing. We're going to cut it around the corner. So it looks like a mouse head and you're going to love it. Yeah. I
3: mean, cause, cause at, at, the time, yeah, like at, at, the time, you know, five years ago, which already feels like eons um, in the way that media moves now, but like, You know, anyone, people were, do you remember how excited everybody was? They were like, holy, it was tense. You mean like like that uh,
0: where we went to Grant's and stayed the night so that we could get up stupidly early in the morning to start our marathon so we would be finished with all six movies in time to watch seven?
3: Think how, okay, so think about that. Think how many, think about that one scene, that uh, us as a group of friends doing that. Think about how many, I guarantee you, all across the country, all across the world, there are people doing that. Yeah. Building up anticipation in their own way, whether it was marathoning the movies or just hanging out before. Like, talking about, like, yeah, it's exciting, this is great, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then you get there, you watch the movie, you come out, and you're like, that was fun. Um, I didn't get it, though. Like, I didn't get that thing I wanted. Like, I, I just didn't It didn't feel... hit the right chord. Something was off. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't feel right. Like it felt like this is fine. It's like being served like a lukewarm cup of coffee when you it's want like, a when you want a hot chocolate.
0: It's like the you're guy like, who you were really yeah. good friends with, but you both went off to different colleges,
3: and he came back, and there was just something off about it. Yeah, and it's like it's it's like, like um, it's like with a yeah, that's a, that's a good analogy where it's like, wow. and you're hoping that maybe he he's changed and he's grown and matured and things like that. And then you meet him, and you're like, "Oh, you're still." It's still them, kind, but kind something of, is yeah, different. It's, it's like you're kind of the same. Like you didn't really grow. Um, you got more money now. That's great. You look, you look young. Goatee's a little That's, weird, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that was that was the issue. Is that a lot of the charm from the earlier movies comes from the fact that they started out from really, really just. Indignified dignified places, uh, at least the first one. And, I, and obviously that's like a famous story where everything was going wrong. George Lucas is this weird autistic almost director who he doesn't know how to work with actors and no one really knows what's going on. Like some of his only concrete direction that's consistent is there's no underwear in space, <laughs> like, like no one no one knows what to make of it they're convinced it's going to be this rinky dink little bullshit like sci-fi movie and, and then it ends up fixed it yeah and then, well his wife his wife fixed it and then and then yeah like it ends up being the largest cultural phenomena of the 20th century other than hitler like, <laughs> the two the two biggest statements in culture for the world were adolf hitler and his fashionable armbands and George Lucas and his and it's these Star Wars. I mean, those are the two big looks of that century. I mean, they dominated media. And what not the you cold know what? good War? for George Lucas? No, Cold War was too like weird chill? for people. Cold cold yeah, a little too chill. No, Cold War was like too people didn't want that. People wanted like a World War II again. They wanted like clearly to find good guys and bad guys and Cold War didn't have that. It was just like, well, this guy might be a double Asian. He looks Russian, but is that racist? I don't know. Let me shoot him, like, blah, blah, blah. But uh, did he bleed no, red? I, he I, did? Uh, I guess he was Russian. He did. Communist. Um, no, I, I do. I, I feel bad. I, I do think some responsibility and culpability has to be shared with – like, J.J. Abrams had to have a bigger hand in that. I, I know he did. Like, um, He's, he's got to take a little bit of that, but I really think, unfortunately, it falls on Kathleen Kennedy.
0: Oh, it um, absolutely does. She,
3: she fucking fumbled it. They threw her. They a lobbed ball. her the she soft, had, the, like, they lobbed
0: it to her. Easy catch. She, had she it. took it and she, threw it into the stands.
3: I'm not saying, I'm not saying she had it easy. Like, yeah, how, I mean, no, how? not easy. <laughs> no. How how the hell do you, how do you get handed the biggest franchise of all time of modern cinematic history or just modern storytelling, you know, and get a little nervous and start to kind of piss her pants a little bit. Like, I don't even know how I'd handle that, but I think I can kind of see the approach she was going for. I just think her, it, it just didn't work. I mean, sometimes that just happens. Like yeah. it just doesn't work. Um, and I'm not anyone who likes those movies. Like, awesome like you know what if you can find redeeming qualities in that don't let my cynicism take the joy or whatever you feel from that cynicism take it to some cynical island you cynic like yeah don't don't let me like steamroll that i i do just feel i feel like the fans and i feel like not just the fans but i feel like people deserve something better for their for their money's worth and they just it just wasn't delivered it just wasn't given and that would have been fine if uh, Disney could have owned up to it but, but no didn't. no no mega corporation wants to own up to fucking mistakes like nope. no one wants to do that that's that's a lot of money to pay out in restitution like so it's <laughs> it's better to just double down on the bet and be like oh well I lost 8 trillion in on black but fuck it let's do black again cuz I you know if I lose face in front of the stockholders by switching to red then I'm out of a job you know yeah. um it's unfortunate it's just that weird intersection of business and art where things just get crossed. But I'm sorry. I've been talking about this for a while. We have. We've yeah, got like, sorry, sorry. We've
0: got like thirty sorry. minutes on it.
3: Sorry. I, I think it's, like this is a good group of people to talk about because I feel like we all come from like varying perspectives on it. So I always love hearing your guys' like takes on it, genuinely. Yeah. Sure. I, I do have another Star Wars question, but we can skip it.
0: No, go for we it. Can. We
2: get it's not yeah. like we
0: have time constraints.
2: This Episode's gonna be three hours long. No, I'll just cut <laughs> three hours out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, do you think that Star Wars would be as big of a cultural phenomenon if the prequels never happened? Ooh. No. Or at least didn't happen when they did. Maybe if they were earlier.
0: Um, no.
1: I think they would, it would still be like a touchstone in the way that, uh, like kind of Star Trek is, or and like other things Indiana like Jones, that. Like yeah, something like yeah, that. Indiana Jones and stuff like that. It's just, especially <clears> if our generation and other people like that, wouldn't have that kind of firsthand waiting in line to go see it or being shown these movies as kids. Like we would be shown like the first, the original trilogy as kids, obviously, but. Uh, to many kids they would see these old movies and they might find them a little bit harder to watch because they are old and kids tend to not necessarily like older films and stuff so it would probably get harder and harder to show kids especially now yeah. um, so I think the prequels definitely definitely brought it back into relevance I, think,
2: I, like, yeah. I personally don't even hold the original trilogy in that high of a regard like, mm-hmm. the prequels were my childhood, and I think it's just, like, a much more interesting world.
0: See, and that's... I, I think the Indiana yeah. Jones comparison is a really good one, because it's about the same time period. The original Indiana Jones trilogy is also three movies that kind of had a rise-dip-rise rise in terms of, like, how well people know them, popularity, that sort of thing.
2: <laughs> we Temple of Doom. but <laughs> R.I.B.
0: Uh, it's one of those cultural touchstones that either you got shown it by your parents and you really enjoyed it despite it being old, or you didn't. John, you said that the original trilogy is not as much of a touchstone for you because the prequel trilogy is your trilogy. That's what you grew up with. But for me, I owned the original trilogy on box set and would watch those constantly as a kid. Which, while while the prequel trilogy was what I grew up with, was like what came out as i was growing up the original trilogy was my home so to speak but if we didn't have the prequel trilogy it'd be like indiana jones yeah i enjoy Mm -hmm. the indiana jones movies i've watched them but they're not quite as significant
2: and then shia labeouf just comes out of nowhere you know
3: (laughs) steals the show right (laughs) i i think the prequels it's it's hard for me because i do like as i've gotten older i do hold there's a special place in my heart for the world of the clone wars like i love the Gendi tartakovsky um animated series i think that's great like a genuinely great piece of art um i like a lot of the extant like world building and stuff that happens in in the other media that isn't the prequels i remember as a kid i loved them um especially attack of the clones i think it's hard because I, I will contend that they are poorly made and poorly directed and oh, poorly yeah. acted. Like yeah. I, and I, I think that adds a bit to what he was almost going, like what his original ideas for the OT were um, because he wanted to make them like kind of schmoozy, like corny space adventure with this like relationship drama and stuff like that, which is, which is fine. Um, but I, I think what's the most interesting about the prequels now is they become the, the middle ground where the original trilogy fans, like the older fans of star Wars kind of meet with the younger ones. And there's like a meeting of the minds that goes on. And I'm really only saying this because with the rise of like internet forum culture and especially ironic uh, memetics, um, like prequels far outpace on the internet, the original trilogy in terms of popularity. And I would chalk that up mainly to the engines of like Reddit and, and the tv board on 4chan which there, there's parts of it where like i i do agree that like you can overdose on irony sometimes it's like okay guys like i like i think that's the danger too is like i think a lot of the younger kids i'm talking younger younger like yeah. like seven years younger than i was like they say like oh i love the prequel trilogy i'm like no you you like the memes around it you like the jokes and stuff like that you don't like the movies. You like you like the extant You like oh, a, Obi-Wan a,
2: saying, do do you know, the that, eh? right there too. Like why can't I, they like the I,
3: I think I no 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 that I think they can, but I think you like it's important to acknowledge like It's that they could, it's it, they have the it, possibility it, to enjoy the prequel movies, but they yeah. have
0: not yet asked themselves the question of do I enjoy these movies or do I enjoy the memes of these
3: movies? Do, do I genuinely dude can you sit down through the prequels? Wipe yourself of all prequel memes, watch them, and be like, I enjoyed this. And I would ask that to a 16-year-old who browses prequel memes and who is like, yeah, I love Anakin and blah, blah, It's like, and I do think what's cool is to see younger people take, um, with Star Wars demystified, they can take these characters and run with them and do all sorts of cool things. And I hope when that generation gets into the position where they can write those movies, they can actually write like a realistic portrayal of like Anakin and Obi-Wan and stuff like that, because I I do not think those characters were done any justice in the prequels. Again, I I think there were, I think there were interesting ideas um, all throughout. I think the story is really fascinating. I think it was executed incredibly poorly um, from a cinematographic, a writing and acting and directing it. I just do not think it was done well. Um, But I, I would want to sit down and ask one of those kids, like, would you enjoy these as much if you hadn't seen the memes? Would you? I don't know what the answer would be. And could you? Could you enjoy these movies as movies and remove the internet from it? Because that's the benefit with us, I feel like, is we watch those movies... Before, before. memes. Yes, before that became... The before, before times. Before memes Walk became essentially... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, memes have almost kind of become like a... Digital merchandising spin of movies, right? Where like every movie gets memes, everything gets memes. Like, so just like now, every you know, back in the 70s when toy lines were new, everything got a toy line no matter what. They gave fucking Robocop a toy line, like, yeah, they gave Starship Troopers a toy line. Um, and now it's like every movie gets memes. And I think like we, we were lucky and unlucky to grow up in that time because. You Kind of just had to sit and watch the movies, which made it difficult because um, you didn't really get a sense of community around them. You know, when you talk to other people other than school, but um, I, I don't, I don't know. I to be, I don't fair, James, be a gatekeeper. We were also seven and didn't have any communities besides school. That's true, but keep in mind there are seven-year-olds now who have uh, and they shouldn't who, who have phones. Yeah, I, I, I oh, don't. I right. agree. I, I, don't I don't think i've ever yeah. thought about that before yeah yeah i mean there, there are seven-year-olds who are going to be browsing prequel memes while watching like a new hope you know um and and i, I just i i Darn i think each. like I, I i i'm not again i'm not i'm really not trying to gatekeep because i hate people who do the that man shouts at I Cloud. Mean, yeah <laughs> i don't want to be that guy i really don't like I think you you can enjoy anything to to whatever you want to do with it, but I, I do think just like just like everything, like there are certain rules and certain ways that you do have to you do ha- if you're gonna watch a movie, you have to sit down and you have to watch the movie. Be you, know, you, you
0: have to you be aware of the constraints just, you're in. Not that yes, there are rules you have yeah. to follow or rules yeah. you choose to follow. It's just be aware of the influences on you. That impact the way you understand things.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like when I say watch the movie, I mean I don't just mean turn off the phone. I mean, like yeah, like you're saying, like you know, don't be whispering under your breath, like yo, oh hello there, blah blah blah. Like those are fun quotes. I agree. Like Droid attack on the Wookiees.
2: <laughs> it's funny. Like
3: that's short. It it it's funny. It, it's just like. Y- if you're just importing and recontextualizing it through just the lens of the internet, you're not watching it, I don't think, as as a movie as it was presented. You are watching it as a byproduct of internet uh humor, which which is fine, but I don't think that's like a, a movie-going experience in my in in my opinion. I, I think you need to be able to sit down, like you said, RJ, like kind of detox yourself of of those types of influences be like, okay, I'm watching this movie. Let's watch the movie. And then you do it. And then you can come and walk away in the same way that like, if you're reading a book, you're not also, you shouldn't be scrolling through your phone. uh, You know, if you're reading like a Jane Austen novel, you're not, you're not looking at Jane Austen memes, absorb something one at a time. And then you can go and make the memes. And then you can go and do that. Then you can recontextualize it, but you got to take the original source first.
0: Okay. Okay. John, any other Star Wars points you want to bring up before uh, we move on?
3: Um,
2: Get another solid 20 minutes of uh, going on, on this? <laughs> how about how the Clone Wars
3: fixes the prequels? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I like what they did with Anakin's character in that show. I think it's it's a a good demonstration that the character is not inherently flawed in his like construction, it's more just how he was kind of portrayed in the prequel movies. I yeah. I, I think oh, he, I don't want yeah. you
1: knocking on Hayden Christensen.
3: I like oh, this. I'm it's not not, his fault. I'm not. I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him. I, I think he's he could be genuinely like a good actor. I think in that I think he had his self-esteem fucking crippled, like I kneecapped think, with a shotgun after I the think prequels. we also have to like, remember
0: though that if I recall correctly Anakin in episode, what, three is like 18 or 19? So, uh, 20s.
3: I thought he was in his early 20s. I thought he was like yeah, 19.
0: He's, he's
1: 18 or something like that in two. I thought he was like 17 in two. I think he's like
2: 17 in two, and then the Clone Wars end three years later. So he's probably 20 in
3: Revenge So like between 19, 20, maybe 21, to something Bookie like B. that. Yeah.
0: I'm just saying. Which I don't I think it's uh, understandable that he's a little angsty.
2: Which is just so jarring though, because um a lot of people have been so the end of the Clone Wars like lines up with the movie. Yeah. Um like cutting between scenes. It's just <laughs> so jarring seeing how confident and strong he is in the Clone Wars series, and then like the first scenes of Revenge of the Sith.
3: <laughs> yeah i i think i get what they were going for where it's like you want to portray this kid as like you know he is he is there is a part of him that is very confident and brash and like there's this handsome like guy like who wouldn't want to be like yeah that was my dad like look how great he was but they also want to portray him as like you're know, broken and questioning everything because he's he he's is. just being held back like he is he like just he, is. And it doesn't sad. help
0: that he's got that secret romance going so yes. He's yes. <laughs> got this big secret he's sitting on top of and is worried that if it gets out his entire world will come crashing down.
3: That's the thing is that's where real character work which is something that Lucas is really great at just being super creative like just coming up with like random shit that just shouldn't work but when he comes up with it and then gives it to other people they 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 just manage to work together and make something really cool. I I would say the one thing that the prequels have for me, and I think this is partially nostalgia, but partially just, I do genuinely think this, I, I like the uh, world. I like the design of the world. I like the world yeah. way better than the OT. I, I think like the OT just suffered from budgetary constraints and things like that. They couldn't really illustrate as much as they wanted to. Um, it ends up kind of sometimes feeling a little stuffy. And I, I do think like, I I mean I don't think the CGI in the prequels really holds up most of the time, but I do think just the idea of the world, the concepts, the designs, it's like this is cool. I like this. Yeah. Um it's just unfortunate that the the actual character story that is supposed to be the driving engine behind it all is just not that. fundamentally broken. It's just it's just being mishandled. It's like you know, um yeah. but yeah, I, I I'd agree. I, I like his um, I, f- I feel bad for Hayden Christensen. I feel like he was just dealt a bad hand. Him and Jake Lloyd—that's that's just unfortunate. Yeah. Who's Jake Lloyd? He was Anakin. the kid who played uh, young Anakin, Anakin in oh, okay. Phantom Meta City. Are you, you an angel? Up? Are you an angel? The deep space virus. Yeah. Now this—I'll try spinning. That's a good. That's <laughs> not <point. laughs> well, bad. By the like...
1: way, for everyone that was wondering, I looked it up. Anakin is 22 at the end of the Clone Wars. Oh,
2: Holy good
1: shit. Good wow. Yeah, so he's 19 when he gets married. Good on him. Uh he's 22 BBYs when the battle. Of-
0: cool. Good job. So it's mean, a
1: weird
3: way to keep time before he's, battle
1: of the Oven and after battle of Oven. I get it, but like.
3: So he's like 41 <laughs> during uh uh during episode the battle, 4, 5 and 6, episode, so yeah. Ow. Oh. Like, how, how what, what is the... Well, that's why he guys, throws
0: the Emperor down the elevator shaft. He's having a midlife crisis.
3: Yeah, he's like, I wanted a Lamborghini. <leopard beauty." laughs>
2: oh. That's so crazy that the Empire, like, the Galactic Empire, only lasted around 20 years.
0: Eh, yeah, I'd say pro- it lasted probably close to 40, 50. That's true,
1: it no. took a while
2: to... Oh, well,
0: out.
1: well, I guess I don't know anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> if we were talking old EU stuff, I could tell you, but I don't know what the official canon is. Because is the final order like? I think the final order is technically an extension of the Galactic Empire now. Well, if if it's made spoilers, out of spoilers for the newest, the the last Star Wars movie that came out, but like since Snoke is a clone of Palpatine then didn't Palpatine technically, like, create the Final Order? I, or he did. The, not the but Final but Order, the First, First Order. Order.
0: He created it, but oh. I would say it's more that he was rebuilding his empire and using the remnants of the old one to be the First Order, it pawns, which bought him yeah. the time he needed. So it's technically does that, that that does that
1: mean that the Galactic Empire actually ever ended then, though? It, it changed powers. forms. Wow. It changed
0: forms, but... I think that's a good question.
3: I don't know. I think I mean, it turns like, from empire even...
0: into terrorist organization,
3: isn't it? Technically, not even the the Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith, is it or uh, Return of the Jedi, isn't it? Like an avatar state Palpatine. That's like the sum total of all like it's a clone. Oh, it's like Sith. supposed to be his force spirit. It's supposed to be like he... his force spirit was transferred. Yeah, clone, right? which yeah into a clone. Yeah, it, yeah, but into a clone and then
1: yeah, but it's his like, force I... like spirit force go. It's like. The Sith don't really have Force ghosts. They have, like, evil Force spirits that kind okay. of linger. Um, so I think it's that.
0: Force Also, Christ. don't
1: forget his first name.
0: Sheev.
3: Sheev. Oh, Sheev. That's right. Good <laughs> old Sheev. Fucking Sheev, Sheev little lady killer. <laughs> I really wish – I I hope in some way if they ever do remake the prequels – they pay homage to the bits in robot chicken episode three where he's like building his dream house on the Naboo <laughs> beach or something like that. That would be like a nice little nod. Some something like that. <laughs> um just to acknowledge like because I think I don't know though. I think I think one of the merits of the original trilogy and even the prequels is that they don't they do callbacks, but they never do like the wink wink like nunch, fourth nunch. wall meta shit. Yeah, like Hey, we know, really you know, we know you
0: know we know you know we know.
3: Yeah, and maybe that maybe that then wouldn't be great uh, for them to do. Maybe, like, the magic of Star Wars is really the fact that it is just, even at its worst, it's still its own universe. Like, it's still its own self-contained thing. It never really breaks that. Again, it never really breaks the fourth wall. But who's to say?
0: Yeah. Uh, you're not. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. Time to wrap up.
0: Yeah, I think it's, we're running pretty late today. Think it's, I'm just a
2: heads up, people, we didn't do any of the segments our day had planned.
0: We did. I'm sorry. We're doing all but one of the segments I had planned, which I can just say for next time. Uh, oh, yeah. But quick, really, really super quick, let's get in shouting into the void. I'm sorry, Calvin, but.
2: Here, let me let me do it for you. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: just
2: That's so great. you guys know,
0: uh, Chef <laughs> Mike. That was at least a seven. Chef Mike did respond to our tweet, he liked it. <gasps> Are you serious? I'm dead serious. What did we tweet him again? I don't even Spaghetti remember. question mark?
3: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I still... I, and he liked that tweet. So RJ, I oh, wish we God. had tweeted him oh. that 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 McDonald's thing and then said, mood AF, am I right? We're Come not on. tweeting him that. So who are we tweeting at? <laughs> Come on, tweet? just quick, about McFucking had it. <laughs> quick,
0: my boys, options are Chris Evans, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis is the actor who plays Lucifer on the TV show Lucifer. Who are we, who are we uh, tweeting at?
3: Have we done uh, Schwarzenegger uh, yet? No, we have not. My vote's for Schwarzenegger. Okay,
2: okay. We're not gonna do math, are we? No.
3: Do you want to do Ben Schwartz? Oh, because he did come up first. I'll change. I I will. I will shift my vote personally to Ben Schwartz. Good. We literally just say like, you know, congrats on your new show. Great Uh, comedy special.
1: Uh, t- t- our, your, your Tony Hawk tweet has a bunch of likes by random people. People yeah.
2: love Tony Hawk. They're probably all bots. No, but people bots love
3: Even <laughs>
2: bots can recognize that. Did you fans. guys hear they're remaking Pro Skater One and Two?
1: I did see that. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's coming out this fall. That's
3: awesome! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> Good for them. Seriously, like, why? Why not? That'd be great if... Did he ever have a voice in that? Yeah, I think so. I think he voiced himself. (laughs) I would hope so.
2: I
0: would hope so, too. Yeah. I saw some rumor that uh, Spider-Man might be included in the remakes. Really? Because it's on PlayStation. All right, so we shouted into the void at Ben Schwartz, congratulating him for his comedy special. We were running running pretty... uh, A little late, but it'll cut down. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me once again this week. Uh, Thank you to the band Problem Interest for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes or Spotify. You can find us on iTunes or Spotify, Better Buddies, uh, or Google, or wherever fine podcasts are acquired. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can email us at betterbuddiescast at gmail.com. Send us your fan mail, hate mail, love letters, uh, fan art. If you need advice on some, on a topic related to friendship or relationships, that may be a hint at a segment we're attempting to do soon. If you need that advice, please send in your request. It will be kept anonymous. You can also find us on the social medias at BetterBudcast for our Twitter. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies or on Facebook Better Buddies Podcast. And last but not least, be a better buddy.
1: Let's see if I can pour my tea without spilling it on my laptop. That's
0: a dangerous game you're playing, <sighs> Calvin.
3: Pour the tea.
0: Pour it. How much space
3: do I, James? No. <laughs> You're gonna bitch about this all night? Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> well, James, did you take apart the table
3: early? Uh-huh. I I no, I didn't. To be fair, Calvin was a fantastic, uh, awesome, good person, and he disassembled it. Um, his own workstation himself. At and your request? uh the uh, no, no, I didn't even ask him, and, and that was a very nice thing to do, uh, unasked. And then uh, my sister backed out of coming down with the van, so it was all in vain um, until tomorrow. Good. Um, but, yeah, uh, I should have planned it better, but... Nah.
1: So it's on you, then, for both... No, we'll just blame his sister.
3: The fault—it's the fault of management. But I can't be held for the irascibility of of those contracted to me. What's up?